We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every single Bare Naked Lady song from 7 to Y. We record in the U.S. mostly, but down in Peru and Brazil, there are huge uprisings. But you know what? They're enjoying summertime, at least. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, joining me tonight, I have Aaron and Betsy. Hello, hello. Hey. And uh, we're not going to discuss Peru or Brazil. Uh, We we will instead uh, be discussing summertime. How how do we make it through the day? How do we not cave in and bottom out? Well, you have to understand that soon enough we'll wake up from such a daze. Thanks to all the many ways we're all pushing through. Summertime. Um, but we have a a person from out of the country joining us tonight. Well, from out of our country. I mean, we're out of his country from his perspective. Anyways, we have Eric Butterworth joining us again tonight. Hello, long time no see. It has, it's been Welcome a back. year. One year. I think almost exactly. No, I did it earlier. It's, it's a, I would never tell that joke. What are you kidding me? How long has it been? It's been. <laughs> oh, see if you can find the urge. Um. So, uh, Aaron. Yes. I have a question for you. Uh, yes, I'm sure you do. What, what <laughs> album is this off from? This is a tough one. Uh, well, first and foremost, let me say I was not expecting this song to be so overdriven and loud, specifically in the chorus. Uh, I don't know if it's because when I hear summertime, I think of Gershwin or because the mm. essence of summertime to me is like relaxed and I was expecting something a little more chill, which it does get in the chorus. <laughs> Either way, I really enjoyed the song. Um, there's like some acid jazz elements in there in some parts with the wah wah guitar and the buzzing synth lead voice, but I'm stalling. Uh, I, I noticed. I was really, like, we're not doing the breakdown. No, <laughs> this is the hard one. So I, I'm going to guess an album <laughs> that had at least one other song that shares some of the audio aesthetic of this one and say Grinning Streak? No. Oh, what was it? This comes from All in Good Time. Ish. Really? Ish. (laughs) Wow. It's like the one non-angry song on All in Good Time. That's like a lot earlier than I thought. But I guess that Mm -hmm. also makes sense, too, because there's some interesting kind of experimentation stuff. Um, 
Okay, I can hear that. I was thinking Bank Job, because that kind of reminded me a little bit of this song, some of the interesting synth elements and stuff like that. So you're um, smack dab between Bank Job and Grinning Streak, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, well, Grinning Streak. <laughs> this, is the, this is the album right between those two. I mean... <laughs> Okay, well, uh, so yeah, okay, so all in good time. That makes sense. Uh, was Kevin involved in writing this song? Do we know? No, the writers okay. of this song, I, I, I held back from saying the writers until after right. because it would have been a giveaway, but uh, the writer was Ed <clears throat> and then Ian LaFave. And Ian also wrote another song on this album called Four Seconds. Okay, mm. okay. And, and and I discussed who Ian is a lot on, on Four Seconds, so if you don't know who he is, I'm not going to repeat all of that again. Go back and listen to Four Seconds. Fair enough. Wow. <laughs> I didn't want to rehash all of that. <laughs> this is also how you get uh, extra listens on the yeah, stats. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go back yeah. to the, the deep cut days. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, but it's interesting. This song is the second song on this album. It it follows "You Run Away," which Aaron, you wouldn't know the the sound of that one probably, but Eric and and Betsy, like, I think that's a really odd choice in terms of order on this album. <laughs> It is a bit of a twist, like, <laughs> you know, like a pivot. I a can't twist really... like a whiplash, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I can never really um, <clears throat> state what I think about um, track listing and order on albums because they just, they are what I know them as. So I listen to them and that's just how it goes. <laughs> and, you know, it, if you listen to a concert, you might have, a certain vibe of song and they immediately followed up with something and totally different because they need to change the mood of the room. And I feel like that could have been a use for this song in all in good time because it changes the tone. It doesn't say, okay, this is all we're doing in this one album. No, it says, all right, here's, here's a different feeling. Here's a different idea. Here's a different thought. We're not going to just bring you down all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we'll get to that when we get to You Run Away, but the, like, yeah, it opens with a very down note, which with, when it's your premiere album as a four piece, I wouldn't have, I, I've always wondered why that was their choice of an opening track to begin with. Like for me, this should have been the opening track. Like this is a, I'm going to catch your attention and pull you in. I suppose with such yeah. a tonal shift in the band for this particular one they i almost feel like they must have thought it was necessary to address it right off the bat being like hey yeah we know something happened yeah. and so they start off just addressing the entire change mm -hmm. and then followed up with a palate cleanser to say let's get on to the album <laughs> and then it continued to rehash that same note the rest of the album off and on well, I, 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 I know what other people have said about that. I don't always see it myself in all these songs, but I do hear that a lot. <laughs> um, they So they liked playing this song a lot for a while, but they take breaks from this song a lot. So since 2009, they played this song 43 times. They then played it 
15 times on last summer's tour, including it was their first song that they played on the Summer Jam's web series that they were doing before every single concert. But they've actually played Internal Dynamo off their newest record, less than a year old, <laughs> almost as many times as this song already. Wow. Have they not done Internal Dynamo for every single show? Pretty much. I, I, I saw them twice and they did. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is they this they did internal dynamo forty one times hmm. in one one and a half years versus this song, which they've done forty three times in a a decade and a half. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant they played this song almost as many times as Internal Dynamo just on the last tour. No, oh, no, that would on have the been last... very yeah. That, that would have been, been surprised. <laughs> um, I would have loved that. But they take long breaks from this song. <laughs> this song's like, having a renaissance. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't play it from t- 2012 to 2015 or 2017 to 2021. Hmm. Like they take huge breaks away from it for some reason. I'm just picturing you in like a Hollywood, you know, hacker montage at an Excel spreadsheet, getting these numbers for us, and it's like very <laughs> tense music, and the cameras rotating around you. <laughs> wow. Thank you for doing the work, sir. And I, and the reason I know this, that was because I really like this song. And so when they do don't too. play it, like tipping my hand, but it, 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 it very much shows to me, like when they don't play this song, I'm like, Oh, there's no summertime this week, this time around. So I don't think I've ever seen them play it live. Really? Nope, never I've once. Seen it once. Huh. Yeah. And, and I would say it's almost as good live as it is on the album. I would agree. I'd expect well, it to be better, but I can't I can't comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean there's always pieces missing when they play it live because they're you know, they don't have all the instruments, they can't some of them double up and they can't do that when they're live, but right. I guess. But there is the live <laughs> element, and they really do. Like, it's a rocker. So, like, this is one of those songs that they will play in the middle of their set to really kind of liven things back up again. Which yeah, I enjoy. Some, some of them had a kind of a slower tempo that I've listened to on YouTube. Um, but but they can easily pick the tempo back up in the live performances and it does breathe a little more life into it. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And well, I mean, I've, I think I've said in multiple spots that, like, that when they get into these rocker songs, it's some of the ones that I really, really like the most because almost a different vibe from a lot of the rest of their songs, even mm-hmm. though they have a number of these. Right. Well, let's liven this up a little bit. Aaron, why don't you take it over and give us a, a musical <laughs> breakdown? All right, let's break it down. 
<laughs> so summertime was recorded at exactly 89 beats per minute and once again my respect to tyler for managing to stay so tasty on the drums while having a click track in his ear that's not an easy task uh, i've done it before it's very annoying for me yeah. at least but i imagine you know, this was probably this was might have been one of the first albums that they used to click track for if this was from all in good time that's interesting because, I mean, I know a lot of the earlier ones, they definitely didn't. They were a lot more loosey-goosey. Um, I'm not sure about once you get into, like, the stunt era and onward, I'll have to go back and, like, think about that. But definitely um, notice that that tends to be more of a thing on the on the post-schism albums. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> it's in the key of A major. Interestingly enough, the song picks up on four before the first full bar. Which is why you might have noticed, like, if you try listening to it, if you start counting immediately, it's, it sounds off. And then you, if you realize it's on four and then it hits the one, uh, that mm -hmm. works. So my question to y'all, who are more well-steeped in BNL lore and knowledge, is this sounds like perhaps the ending of the previous song was supposed to flow into this one. Is that what happens on the album? I would say no. No, no? no? interesting. So it's just that an interesting so. choice then. And I'm, I'm wondering if that's programmatic because we're not in summertime. The song is about summertime. We'll talk about that when we hit the lyrics, I'm sure. Um, but it's almost about the anticipation of summertime. So maybe mm -hmm. that was a programmatic choice to start just a little bit before. Um, anyways, the song starts right out in the first verse, just launches into it, and the verse chord progression that I could hear was A major seven, and it's that seventh, the G sharp, which gives that chord that really lovely feel when you first hear it, and it's kind of very evocative. Um, next, we have um, B minor seven, and specifically, we're hitting the root, the minor third, and the minor seventh, which are the three notes you really need to hit, the root, the third, and the seventh, to you know truly flesh out a seventh chord. <laughs> And in fact, astute listeners will recognize that one minor third minor seven is the first three notes from the melody of pure imagination. Come with mm -hmm. me and you <laughs> right? Same, nice. same uh, intervals. Um, so anyways, uh, we have an A major seven to B minor seven, which is pretty much just one to two. And that's pretty much it for the verse. And then we move into the pre-chorus, which is the ba 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 <laughs> I'm going to say we hear F sharp minor to B minor, then E major, which is our perfect fifth. So we have the six to the two to the five, which is a very common turnaround. And that primes us perfectly to go back into the tonic for the chorus. But wait, we don't go to the tonic <laughs> for the chorus. We go to D major seven, which is the perfect fourth. Now, that's also a really good chord to resolve to if you're not resolving to uh, the tonic. It's called the subdominant. Um, so if you're not going to resolve to the tonic, if you resolve instead to the fourth, it still sounds restful, but not quite as much like you're going home as it does when you hit the tonic. Um, but after that, we do, in fact, resolve to A major seven. So you go from the fourth to the first or the tonic. So it's like it's twice as relaxing, right? It's like things are, especially since the, the pre-chorus is really kind of chunky and, and kind of uh, very overdriven with a lot of distortion, to now hit that fourth and then melt into the tonic. It's like you're just easing back into a beanbag chair or like floating on a lazy river, right? On, a, <laughs> on an air tube. Very relaxing. 
Uh, and that's that feeling that I was anticipating at first, which is what I was talking about when I said, you know, the song kind of hit hard at the very beginning. Uh, so, uh, we're, you know, up to that point, we've been talking about, you know, saving up the sunlight, bundling up, hunkering down. And now it feels like we finally hit summer or at least just thinking about it as taking us back to that warmth and light. Uh, and as I sit here surrounded by snow and darkness, I'm definitely feeling the song a lot. Uh, anyway, we have a C sharp seven, which diatonically would be a C sharp minor seven. So I don't really know. I think this is, I don't think there's really a key change here. I think we're just borrowing this chord. Um, but then we come to D major seven, and then I want to say, yeah, so I, that's a um, D sharp minor seven, which again could be a passing chord. There's like this chromatic walk up and then walk back down effect here. And then we go back down to D major seven. So D major seven. A major seven, C sharp seven, D major seven, D minor seven, D major seven, or D sharp minor and, seven. And where is that in? That is the um, that's the chorus. That's the chorus. Okay. Yeah, and then we have the bridge, which is really kind of just the verse changes, right? Uh, the ba da ba ba da ba. Um, but it's, yeah, it's really just like the verse changes, then it switches to F sharp minor to E major, which sort of aligns with the pre-chorus, but it's more mellow. So it's like an amalgam of the verse and the pre-chorus changes, which makes sense because then we bust from there into the chorus. So the structure of the song, finally to to come to the point here, you have verse one, which is your A changes, pre-chorus B, uh, chorus C, verse two A, pre-chorus B, chorus C, bridge D. It's that amalgam of the verse and pre-chorus. Then the chorus again, C, and then the outro, but up buzz, which are sitting in the A changes again. And we have we end one last time in that lovely A major seventh chord. Beautiful song, really grew on me the more I listened to it, uh, the more I liked it. <laughs> now, I, I want to go back to what you were saying from the very beginning with how this song begins. So I would I've never for whatever reason picked up on this before, but it, because I was listening intently for it. Like when I go to sing with this song, I always jump in early on that first verse. And I was like, oh, I just thought I wasn't paying attention. No, he starts off yeah. a half beat or a beat late on that first time through. Am I correct? Saving it up, savoring every ounce of. Oh, uh, you mean the vocals start late? Yeah, he starts um, off singing midway between the second and third drum No, beat. I think that's just picking up at the fourth that gives that impression. Because again, okay. if, you start, if you start counting the very first beat you hear as one, then you're going to be off timing because it's actually the four of like a, a, it's like one quarter of a measure before the song starts proper. So we call it pick See, up. He's not late. He's on time. It's just the music's a little early starting. <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's a good way to think about it yeah and that's the interesting because once you hear there's a lot of songs that will like have a beat and you'll think because it's the bass drum and tends to be like one two three four or one and two one and three on the bass drum you'll just instinctively think okay that's beat one and then something else will come in and it will reveal that you've actually been counting wrong the whole time a, a, a lot of bands that i like do that radiohead underworld uh so this is something i'm i'm used to dealing with but yeah no it, it's a nice little trick there to kind of maybe snap people uh out of like you know a lull and just kind of get, grab their attention because they're expecting the song to sound a certain way and then all of a sudden oh no no i was i was not counting correctly <laughs> i've always wondered about that thank you for clearing that up for me what do Absolutely. other people think about the music on this song things that they would like to uh 
talk about. I think it felt very like a it had like a seventies kind of disco feel to me. Which when Aaron yeah. mentioned the acid jazz, oh okay, I think that's maybe like a more specific technical way to say it, but it felt it reminded like, me of like Jamiroquai kind of like yeah, yeah. It really had like a kind of like makes you want to move kind of feel to it. I wrote down Spider-Man guitars. <laughs> Spider-Man. Like when he's dancing in Spider-Man 3? Oh. No, no, like like the old Spider-Man co- cartoon. Oh, da, like... da, 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 da. yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's very fuzzy and very, yeah. It, it's funny because I actually listened to this one and I was I was thinking about how I would describe it today and I thought, I don't know why, but for some reason it strikes me as like kind of a really 90s feel as well. And I don't know mm-hmm. if that's just because I listen, a lot of the 90s stuff I listen to is more in the grunge, buzzy, overdriven mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah. I don't know if that's what leads us to it. I don't actually know if it that actually has be. anything because the synth isn't of... really a 90s thing. No, but there's a lot. Well, with some bands and stuff like that, like some power pop stuff was doing that. But like, yeah, I think you're right. Like, the fuzz box on the bass and and like the the really crunchy over overdriven guitars very kind of um very kind of grunge uh, early 90s alternative and you also there was that resurgence that acid jazz had in the 90s right where with jabiroquois mm-hmm. success so that kind of makes sense to me too that this sounds kind of 90s yes that would make sense i i like how it, you know it it's got that buzzy overdriven that was a big mess of why verses and everything and then i've always liked the floaty switch into the choruses and apparently the bridge i've never realized that was the bridge i just thought it was a part of the chorus <laughs> but like I, i've always loved that switch i'm cause... calling it the bridge i mean i don't know online they call it the ed, bridge ed, ed, please come well. on come on the show we know you listen no they call it the bridge online like when they break it up online that's that's how they say it but it's it's a bridge, but it's also not quite a bridge. <laughs> it's a one-line bridge. Yeah, a line of noises. <laughs> well, he he does have the uh, our love is pushing through the summertime. Oh yeah, okay. I I, I was thinking Aaron was just saying the ba da ba da ba da ba da, and I was like, oh, that's the bridge. Okay, which it, it is that as well. Yes. So you get the ba da buzz, and then the our love pushing through for summertime. Yeah, they have the ba da buzz in that section, but they also have them other elsewhere in the song. Right. Yeah. Um, the I like how it keeps switching between these two different, very different musical types, but it it blends as well, and it doesn't feel like a a big jump for them to go from one to the other from those those stinging notes, and that th- that's the other thing. It's actually almost three different types because you get the the stinging notes, the strong strum that brings you through the lines. And then in between the lines, you got those fuzzy guitars and and harsh, harsh, cold winter kicking on the heavy guitar deep notes. And then you get back and you come back to the gentle strum to kind of just glide through again. It's almost like you're skating on ice. 
and then like then you get to this acid jazz like i put easy cool listening jazz of of with the spider-man guitars the <laughs> wah-wah guitars um and you just feel kind of daisy and and relaxed it's very mm. programmatic Augustine. i like yeah i think it kind of like totally shifts in addition to what point of the season you might be talking about it in for example yeah, the thumpy uh overdriven buzzy parts are just you know not to go too much into the lyrics but it's like that's where everything's gonna start and you gotta just hunker up and bundle down and then you get into the 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 lighter jazzy hopeful like how do we do this and then you get it back into the the third spot like you were saying which is telling us how we get <laughs> to do this so it's like it's almost each one ties to what he's saying mm-hmm now let's talk about the lyrics. Um, the lyrics mean a lot to me. The song means a lot to me because, as you were mentioning it earlier, Eric, like we all come from a you know forty-five degrees or higher on on the altitude. I mean, not altitude on the longitude um, or latitude, whichever one it is. <laughs> I can never remember a longitude or latitude. No, so. la- latitude is like a ladder. So okay. So latitude, so 45 or higher on the latitude. Mm -hmm. So we all kind of know what this kind of feels like. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. (laughs) You're right in the middle of it. And as a person who doesn't like to ski or snowmobile or anything like that, this is how I feel about winter. I feel like I'm making it through and, and oftentimes it's not really seasonal affective disorder. It's more just like, okay, I'm, I'm partway hibernating my way through this season and just making it through till, till I get back to the warmer weather again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what the song really evokes to me is, you know, I'm, Again, we have pretty harsh winters here in Maine. It's not six months of darkness, but the days are short and the nights are very cold. And I personally notice that my mood darkens when I don't get enough sun, you know. So I definitely, you know, connect with the song. What I think I like most about it is it's a positive, hopeful song. That while it's still being kind of heavy, you know what I mean? It's kind of power poppy a little. Like um, the pure imagination lick in the verse and the guitars and the pre-chorus in particular kind of remind me of this band called Space Hog, who if you haven't listened to, you really should. There you go. That was my other band recommendation, (laughs) obligatory uh, other band reference for the episode. But uh, yeah, beautiful vocal work by Ed, wonderful harmonies. Uh, I love the changing feel, as Tracy mentioned, in the acid jazz elements. And yeah, I think it's very evocative of the different, not only the different seasons, but the kind of moods and and thoughts that we have during those seasons and you know that kind of uh, hopeful feeling of let's just get through this and and hopefully um enjoy this soon i think it's hilarious that he says what comes to be gradually feels like overnight no it like in maine there are times (laughs) especially in the fall where it is overnight like especially this year where it went from 80 to 40 in one night like Uh (laughs) dramatic yeah 
I, I, I will, I'm ashamed to admit this, but because I'm such like a, a space NASA guy, you know, like uh, when I, when he said Mercury falls at first, I was thinking the planet. But uh, the first too. time I heard it, yeah. I was like, oh, Mercury and oh, a thermometer, obviously. Oh, right. <laughs> but because I was thinking summertime still. So until like, the first time I heard it, I was thinking we were in summertime, right? So why would the Mercury and the thermometer be falling? But then I realized, mm-hmm. okay, we're talking about anticipation of summertime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's funny to me. I, I, Tracy echoed. <clears throat> almost my exact sentiments it, pretty much every day during the winter, especially especially in the really, really cold ones where your thermometer scale is starting to match mine. <laughs> that <laughs> It's either minus 20 or minus 30 or so that, that you guys match us. <laughs> when it's down there, I sit there. I'll sit there on the phone with my wife driving home and just hate winter. Hate winter. It's, <laughs> it's all I can think of because I don't ski. I don't snowboard. I don't skate. I don't do anything in the winter. I hate winter. I hate cold. Mm-hmm. So when I listen to this song, it's not even a hopeful song to me. It's just like a <laughs> grit your teeth and just just grin and bear it, hunker up, bundle down, see on the other side. <laughs> I, I don't like this. I'm not prepared. I'm trying to savor every ounce of sunlight, everything oh, about no. it. It's a very uh, appropriately angry song to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. See you on the other side. Like we, so many of us disappear <clears throat> during the winter and just, muddle through <laughs> yep absolutely it was never that way for me as a kid like we'd always go yeah. skiing or we go skiing or i'd had a, have an aunt and uncle that would have snowmobiles and i really loved you know fun. you know uh winter then because you could actually go out and do stuff so you know being like a kid you don't feel the cold as much i guess <laughs> but then you get older and well that and and then you have to buy the snowmobile yeah and the the impediments to enjoying the snow are dealt with by your parents or other people right so like yeah yeah when you're a kid you don't have to shovel the steps off you don't have to deal with snow blowing or anything like that Uh, you just enjoy your (laughs) well okay i well i had to shovel the steps off that's true but that was i'm thinking of my current like long long driveway that i gotta (laughs) either use this electric snowblower that does not like to to do the slush when it gets all heavy and wet oh yeah or, or like manually shovel it uh all i mean is that when i was a kid snow meant snow days it meant making snowmen and sledding and now it means mm-hmm. like shoveling and defrosting Dealing my car it. and, and yeah. sitting around trying to drive places the second yeah. you have to drive in snow it just instantly loses like um, I do want to talk about the second verse. Let's let's uh, th- this is where I start getting hung up because I'm not quite sure what he's saying totally there. It- it's a little confusing. Is he talking about summer or is he talking about winter at this point? <laughs> Which one are we talking about? Cover it well, up, bottle a, it in. A big mess of yeah, a big mess of white sounds like snow to me. So I'm assuming he's still talking about winter. But before that, he says, topping it off, rubbing it in. And I think of sunscreen where you get this big mess of white okay. when you put it on, here's, too. Yeah, here's, I was thinking that, too. Okay. Yeah. This is a really, okay, I already made a reference My, to a different artist, but I have to do it because of what you just said, right? So uh, Yoko Ono, appropriately enough, uh, wrote a book, I want to say, of different, like, and I see it up as a slightly even different one. Songs that were like actions that you would perform. And one of them was uh, something like take a take a jar with a lid, take it up to the top of uh, the 
tie his tail around you and, and capture sunlight in it and then screw the top on and take it home with you. Mm-hmm. So like, Oh, I think they're saying yes. you can't really bottle up sunshine and warmth. You know, it doesn't work. But okay, big mess I of could... white. I mean, that could be sunscreen could be. I mean, he could be going either way with that. He could be doing that on purpose where he's like, okay, how are you going to take this? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I... I kind of took it as like no matter how much like summer and sun that you soak up, yeah, you'll you're never, still going to have yeah. to eventually deal that's, with the winter. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going for there. Yeah, thank you for that putting it cool. much more. Where we uh, <laughs> we cover it up and we bottle it in. You know, that's our feelings, or you know, sweep <laughs> yeah, it under the rug, <laughs> bottle it in. We you know try to pretend it's not there, <laughs> but that won't make it feel right because yeah. it's still there. But the topping it off and rubbing it in, mm-hmm. I view it as you know you've got your snow cleaner. Mm-hmm. You know the the city crews that are out cleaning snow and whatnot, but it snows again. It tops it up. The cars driving over it or rubbing it in, just making it a sleek, slick sheet of ice. And there's always yeah. just a big mess of white. It doesn't matter how yep. much you try to get rid of it. It just <laughs> it keeps topping off. It keeps getting mm. just mm-hmm. keeps adding, keeps yeah, getting packed true. in. <laughs> and so meanwhile, we're just trying to, <laughs> yeah. So the, the snow is topping yeah. off and getting packed down, and we're just trying like to bottle emotions. it in and cover we it up. Just and pack just them down. Make it go away. <laughs> it won't because it's winter. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> it although, goes away, but it always comes back. Although I do, I do have to say I'm luckier than some other <clears throat> areas in that living on the uh, east side of the Rockies in the southern end of Canada. I do get those Chinooks that roll in. So it'll go from being minus 20 to plus 10 in the mm-hmm. middle of January. We just, we just had above oh. zero degree temperatures for the last week too. Mm-hmm. But that was immediately following that, that uh, frigid snap of minus 30 <laughs> for two weeks. <laughs> so, but you go three hours North to Edmonton and they don't oh, get the Chinooks yeah. nearly as much. They, they get a little bit warm up, but they never get quite as warm as us usually. And I almost think mm. that the Chinooks are worse. We have a very, I like Chinooks mm. better because there's a really inappropriate term that I'm glad, I hope we can get rid of here that we used to call those. Um, <clears throat> but have the same thing that happens in January. Um, and I almost, I hate that worse because you, 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 it's like Groundhog Day. You feel like, oh, I can, I can start burrowing out of my hole a little bit. Oh, great. Here comes the cold again. There's the difference. You you think this is a hopeful song. You're far too hopeful. I just think of it. It's my only reprieve and a misery. Well, and that, so you say that, and to me, like this is my this is my shoveling song. Like, so I have like as an adult, I have you know I have my iPod have a shoveling playlist. I do, and I this is on it like three times on intentionally because this like this puts me in a good mood when I'm shoveling. Like I just keep thinking summer, just like it's around the corner. I swear it's around the corner. I can do it. I can make it through it. Like I've got this. And the song even addresses your, um, <clears throat> your feeling of it being like groundhog day and just a tease because it's just going back. Cause it deals with that saying, here it comes again. One more round. <laughs> yeah. reprieve, But it, it's mm. not over. It's, it's coming yeah. again. <laughs> Yeah, we get these little reprieves. Yeah. That, I think at this point, it I goes just up a little eye. bit the temperature, and then we're like, <laughs> yeah. mm, nah, it's not other, over though. Yeah, waiting for the other shoot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like yeah. Lucy with the football. I always fall for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Come on, Charlie. My sho- snow shoveling song is a, is a song called Shovel Shovel Snow Till You Pop a Blood Vestal. <laughs> <laughs> which I heard on When you Dr. say it's Demento. yours, did you make it up? No, I, I wish. I only wish I could have written such a wonderful song. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I can find it anywhere online, but if I if I ever can, I'll send it to you, Tracy, and you can, you can put it in here, but... It, it, okay, yes, definitely. <laughs> and it'll also go onto my song. shovel playlist. It's definitely a Canadian song. <laughs> Excellent. I won't say it was a consideration when I bought my current house, but uh, it was definitely a, a lucky side fringe benefit in that <clears throat> my shoveling is you know, a 15-foot front walk from the sidewalk to my house, oh, my porch, God. and like a 24-foot wide property. <laughs> I, mean... I get out there i shovel for five ten minutes and i'm in nice uh, i i used to have a driveway that was wider than it was long which was wonderful because i'm like you know what it no, depends just, how long it is i'm shoveling this one <laughs> yeah. it was about 10 feet long and i'm like you know what i'm just I'm just going to shovel this one little piece and my wife can drive out the same spot that I'm driving out. Cause I'm the rest of this is lost for the rest of the winter. But now we have over a 200 foot driveway and I'm just like, Oh God. That's when people I know start uh, <laughs> buying ATVs with plows on the front. Yeah. It has occurred to me. <laughs> I, we can use it other times during the year, but like I would love it during this time of the year. <laughs> Or you could just call your friendly local pl- plow guy to come plow you out. Yeah, we do that. It's expensive. It is. <laughs> and he doesn't quite get always, up to the doors. Yeah, you don't always get him when you want him. You need so. Mr. Plow. No. Mr. Plow? Yeah. Homer. <laughs> is that like a Billy Mays product or is it an actual guy? Oh, Mr. Plow. That's my name. That name again is Mr. Plow. Oh, my plow. God. <laughs> yeah. Homer Simpson. Ah, no. <laughs> Yeah, I still have to watch all the Simpsons, but I want to go back to the bridge. We haven't. Let's break down that whole one sentence, um, mm-hmm. which isn't really a sentence either. There's no, there's no vowel. I mean, there's no uh, <laughs> verb in this sentence, um, or at least not a proper one. But I, my one problem, my trouble with Tracy with this song is, <laughs> and and I really, I had to dig. <laughs> for this trouble with Tracy. I mean, we're, we're splitting tardigrade hairs here at this point. Um, Cause really the bridge doesn't feel out of place with the song at all, but this song, if you really stare and look at it too long, the bridge is very simplistic. Like they could have done something to make it stronger, to be, to be a little bit more uh, wordy <laughs> with the, with the bridge. Um, but I mean, otherwise, it's a great song. I guess doesn't need it. Yeah, I, I kind of. Yeah, I, I, that's funny you mentioned that, Eric, because I actually had in my notes. Like, hold on, I want to see what I actually wrote. Uh, yeah, and interestingly enough, I'm not sure the lyrics are a huge draw for me on this one, but that doesn't mean I don't like them. I just think a song, a good enough song, doesn't really require lyrics. Um, and as if to prove that, there's a lot of ba da bas and such in mm-hmm. those, right? And I don't think it's detrimental to the song. The song is about the feeling of bundling up in the winter and doing what you need to in order to survive, to get to the summer, and anticipating the summer and thinking about and the enjoyment you'll have and the fresh air and the sunshine. And I think those sections, the ba-da-ba, are kind of that breezy, easy, relaxing summer feel. It's just kind of evocative of 
you know, just like, like I said, uh, just kind of being outdoors and enjoying it. Like I can, I can just feel myself floating on a, on an inner tube or whatever. Mm. Well, yeah, I think like, you know, you use each other. Now, so for warmth, I always misunderstood warmth, the line warmth, in the and you, bridge. Your love will get you through until the summertime. I always thought it was, I love pushing through for summertime. Mm, I too. <laughs> but it's not, it's our love pushing through the summertime. <laughs> At which point I'm like, I don't know even what you're trying to say there, other than maybe love is getting you through till summer. Love will keep us together. That could be as well. <laughs> yeah, if you think of the spring as the honeymoon phase. And also, I guess I it could stay it probably you know, is. <laughs> maybe a specific relationship or, or just in general, show. you know, it's a Put sign of it's not, for a, real. this isn't a temporary yeah, relationship. We're help. pushing through to summertime. <laughs> We're we're sticking together, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and pushing through to the summertime of the relationship as well, metaphorically. This whole song is really not about winter at all. It's actually about a, another relationship Are you going to say it's problem. Steve? Probably. <laughs> it's Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Got to clear it up, buddy. <laughs> no, because I don't think and was even thinking about pushing through to summertime with Steve at this point. <laughs> I, I don't actually generally think it's a relationship specific thing. It's just it's a thing no. we get in the winter, you know. We're we're you know, we've got Christmas, we've got New Year's, we got a lot of time that we do end up spending with family, friends, loved ones. And so our relationships are all helping us through. I think part of the song it might be reflecting on the fact that you know, especially Ed, they're they're just they're so um, they enjoy be, touring yeah. so much that <laughs> they're kind of pushing through to summertime when they can tour, and and they're kind mm-hmm. of hunkering down. You know, maybe working on their songs or, or or just catching up with their family or whatever. But I I just think there's a there's some sort of component there that's kind of reflecting like the fact that they're they're missing being out and touring as well. I love that idea, mm. but they only yeah, tour in sense. Canada. They in the miss us. Yeah. The, this year was really <laughs> unique in that we did get tours throughout the summer. But uh, yeah. generally, if I'm going to a BNL concert, it's going to be in January, December, February. It's yeah. almost always in the winter here in Canada. They do yeah. all the they do the states in the summer, I think, because it's so nice. And they do all those big outdoor amphitheaters yep. and stuff. Yeah, and, pavilions. Yeah. We yeah. don't have nearly as many yeah. of those venues here. We have well, them, but nice. they're not as big. They're not as many because we use them <laughs> fewer months than say California <laughs> does. <laughs> we just pick them up and tear them down every year. Yeah. Yeah. It's been one of my yeah, big complaints we, uh, always that like, Man, I just love to go to a BNL show and not have to like hang my park on the back of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> And so I got to see them twice in the summer this year, once in California, once out here, but two summer shows outdoor. It was great. (laughs) Well, guys, would you like to put some numbers to this? I mean, uh, considering what we have coming this Friday, I, I think that it is only fitting that we give this song how many I, I mean we have eric here tonight so he's probably not going to know what this means but i say we give this how many nor'easters <laughs> oh is this your way of telling me that i'm going to be stuck inside all weekend 
Oh, I didn't oh, even yeah. know. We're supposed Are to get a nor'easter all day Friday and then all day Monday. Uh, no. Um, yep. What What do you guys call the big when you guys get a big storm out there in, in Ontario? Who's he, who years from Ontario? Just <laughs> name all the provinces. Sorry, in Alberta. <laughs> Saskatchewan. I mean, I had a yeah. one in yeah, ten chance if you include the territories. <laughs> no, no, that's your other name. Yeah. <laughs> I do know the nor'easter, though. We, they just—that's a maritime mm. term. That we. We don't have terms right out here. Well, I think yes. we just say it's going to snow. Like it's just another day. Gonna, <laughs> or it's going to suck, or we use a lot of words. Chinooks? We don't have a specific term. Chinooks are the nice oh, time. The nice, that's right. It's the warm wind. Yeah. Chinook is the good. Yeah. It's the warm wind coming up over the mountains. Well, I think we should go with that thing. Cause, you know, they're talking how about getting Chinooks? through how many the summertime. We should, how many Chinooks? I like that. Or, or how many butta buzz? <laughs> I don't want to get sued by McDonald's. <laughs> no, because I was just gonna say, McDonald's. We know you listen. Come on the show, <laughs> McDonald's. We know you stole McDonald's, this. Oh, yeah, that's right. I guess can't do that. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> We're loving it. So I'm gonna have Aaron go first. We'll go alphabetically this week. Ooh, I don't know. I really uh, like this song. I like it a lot. I think that I probably like this song the most out of all of the post schism songs that we've listened to like as far as like just being um well this was ed and, and who ian uh ian lafave um yeah like really really good really solid love the change in feels i don't really have anything that i would really change about this um i think i have to give this five chinooks guys this is a uh, Ring the bell. First five in a long time for me, I think. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Betsy, what about you? I don't know. I I really like this song. It's probably not going to be a five for me. When I was listening to it, I thought it might be in the upper threes, but as often happens when we talk about these songs, my ratings usually go up. Um, so I think, I think a fair score for this would be 4.1. Okay. All right. You're still yeah. probably the hater right now, but we'll, we'll see what Eric says here. I am what I am. Eric, what do you uh, give well- I don't want to be the hater, so I might have uh, to no, alter mine. Not, Jeez. <laughs> I was just going to tie it into a Chinooks of the Year. <laughs> I'm comfortable in that goal. It's fine. But, um, don't here, worry. Stefan will bottom already this had, out. <laughs> yeah. I think probably. we've already had uh, two Chinooks here, and I think we're due for another two, so I'm just going to go with four. Four Chinooks? <laughs> okay. And... So I, I struggled a lot this week with this one. And uh, I think that this should have been the single oh, yeah. off this album. I really do. Um, I think this one would have been a better single, yeah. Yeah, it's the second song, but really, I, I think it should have been the opening song. I think You Run Away should have finished the album. Um, this song catches you right off. It's up, it's down. Um, I 
I feel like the song had really good radio play, especially in 2009. I think that it really would have done well why, that way. Um, I mean, the yeah. singles on this album were You Run Away in Every Subway Car. And I would have respected the band more, I think, if you had gotten rid of You Run Away and, and brought in this one instead for your... <laughs> I don't think that you run away with necessarily sells well in a, in and of itself, and it definitely doesn't age well. Um, I haven't which heard we'll that come one to yet. later on. But I, now, I prefer this over every subway car. Yeah, no, this is definitely a better song than every subway car, in my opinion, as well. Um, <laughs> I don't hate it. I just really like this song, Five Squad. I was gonna say uh, every That's subway fine. car got a lot of hate on that episode, I think, but I was a, a <laughs> big fan of that one too. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think it was a good song. I just think this song is a much stronger song. I mean, this song gives me the feels for winter, which I mean is my least favorite season out of all of them, and but it's in a positive way. Like, it, the, how can you take a song about winter, which it really is about, and and like make you feel good anyways how do you do that and this is how you do that um it, it really makes me look forward to summer and you know it hits every button for me between the distorted guitars and then the ooh harmonies and the easy jazz 70s guitar and i just <sighs> i think that in the post page era i think i might change this later this year but i I think this is possibly one of their best songs of that time period. I'm going to give it a five. Wow. wow. Two fives. <laughs> um, I, the, this is also one of my favorite weeks of Bare Naked History um, because in February 3rd, 2020, or 2002, so just over 20 years ago, BNL performed at the Louisiana Superdome in the pre-show activities for Super Bowl 36, which was really? the first time that the New England Patriots won a Super Bowl, being the Rams 20 to 17. So I had two reasons to be happy that week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed they got to play at a Super Bowl. Uh, I, know, I know you're not yeah. saying halftime, you're saying pre-show, but still, show, but <laughs> that's still got to be a fairly decent big that's, thing to get. I would think so. Like that, not everyone gets to play those. And this wasn't immediately after, this was like two years after Pinch Me. So it's not like they had any big like albums out at that moment. So I'm, I'm impressed that they got the gig. Nice. Um, so, you know, we talked a lot about sun today. It made me feel really, really super good. So I think we should continue with this theme. I think, I think next week we should talk more about the, the summer. Uh, I think we should move on to sunshine. We just talked just about the sunshine. Oh, I thought you meant about the right. movie sunshine. No. And, and we're not going to steal anyone's sunshine. What about the eternal sunshine? We're just going to talk no, about it. We are, we are not Len. No, and my mind is definitely not spotless. So we're, something, we're definitely something sunshine of your love. 
<laughs> too lazy no, too I'm lazy to make that. an actual yeah. joke Aaron I love that joke so you are the sunshine of my love of oh. my life <laughs> you are my sunshine my only sunshine <laughs> oh how many jokes can we come up I guess you'll just have to come back next week and, and find out Eric thank you for joining us as always it is a pleasure do, I don't know do you, do you think you could come back next week uh, yeah I could work that in I think Okay, excellent. <laughs> well, thanks for having me again. It's been nice. Thanks yeah, for being here. We have missed you. Oh, well, that's sweet of you, even if it's untrue. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you all for joining us. That was fun. See you next time. Bye. Follow up your sunshine. Thanks. That was fun. Don't forget. No regrets. Except me